Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuhu. This is Abdul Nasser Jengda, and you're listening to the Qalam Podcast. The Qalam Podcast has become an important part of people's lives all around the world. There are millions of people benefiting from the podcast every single day. Thousands of hours of content, dozens of different series from all the different teachers and scholars here at Qalam. All of this is delivered to the community free of charge. We are excited and actively working to grow and increase our efforts to deliver more and more benefit to the community. We ask you to support our efforts and become part of the Qalam family. Please go to qalamfamily.com and sign up to contribute to this Sadaqa Jariya on a monthly basis. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from all of us Jazakumullahu khairan wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillahi aliyyi dhati azim sifati samiyyi simati kabiri sha'an Jalil al-qadir al-rafi'i al-dhikri muta'i al-amli jalig al-burhan Fakhim al-ismi ghazil ilmi wasil hilmi kathil al-ghufran Jamil al-thanai jazil al-ata'i mijib al-du'a'i amim al-ihsan سريع الحساب شديد العقاب أليم العذاب عزيز السلطان ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له في الخلق والأمر ونشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله المبعوث إلى الأسود والأحمر المنعوث بشرح الصدي ورفع الذكر وصلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه الذين هم خلاصة العرب العرباء وخير الخلائق بعد الأنبياء أما بعد فيا أيها الناس وحد الله فإن توحيد رأس الطاعات واتقوا الله فإن تقوى ملاك الحسنات وعليكم بالسنة فإن السنة تهدي إلى لطاعة ومن طاع الله ورسوله فقد رشد واهتدى وإياكم والبدعة فإن البدعة تهدي إلى المعصية ومن يعص الله ورسوله فقد ضل وغوى وعليكم بالإحسان فإن الله يحب المحسنين ودعوه فإنه مجيب الداعين واستغفروه يمددكم بأموال وبنين أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وإنك لا على خلق عظيم الله سبحانه وتعالى in the Quran in the opinion of many of the scholars including Imam Suyuti رحمه الله تعالى the very second revelation that was sent to the Prophet ﷺ. And this is particularly noteworthy because if you think about this and you reflect on this, after the initial revelation of Iqara' Bismi Rabbika Ladi Khalaq, the responsibility, the mandate of conveying the message of Allah to all of humanity and delivering the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to all of creation. The next revelation that Allah gave to the Prophet ﷺ, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of course consoled him and comforted him in that. Where Allah said that, مَا أَنْتَ بِنِعْمَةِ رَبِّكَ بِمَجْنُونَ You were not possessed, nor have you lost your mind as they will claim. But within that second message to the Prophet ﷺ, and in effect a reminder to all of us, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to the Prophet ﷺ, وَإِنَّكَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala placed emphasis on this statement that certainly, indeed, undoubtedly, 
That you are above. You are upon, you are above, you are beyond. The greatest, most noble character that humanity has ever witnessed, that anyone could ever imagine. That you are above and beyond that. That in our estimation or in our experience, where we think the pinnacle of character, conduct, dignity, morality, where is the peak and the pinnacle of that? That that is where the character of the Prophet ﷺ began. That he was above and beyond that. And this is a timeless reminder, that's why it's in the Qur'an, in the Book of Allah. It's a timeless reminder that we are constantly in need of. Obviously, here, as I mentioned last week as well, at Qalam, we are embarking on this journey that many of you are here for, in the study of the life of the Prophet ﷺ over the course of the next 10 days. And so I thought that this was a very suitable reminder, and in general, as we are in the holidays, people are off from work and kids are off from school. And we are spending a lot more time together. Maybe we're even traveling together. With the weather, we're kind of cooped up together. And that's really the moment where we need that reminder of the character of the Prophet Because there will be moments where patience will wear thin. There will be moments where we will start to fatigue of one another's company. And we'll start to kind of wear upon each other. And that's where having that reminder in front of us, having that picture in front of us of the character of the Prophet ﷺ is a very, very powerful source of inspiration and motivation. And in order to really exemplify and to talk more specifically, to demonstrate what this prophetic character is, instead of just talking about it theoretically, which in and of itself would be beneficial, but instead of just saying that it was amazing and it was remarkable and it was, it was awesome and it was you know, uh, the best character ever, I felt that it would be beneficial for us to draw from and draw inspiration from a very specific moment from the life of the Prophet Imam At-Tabarani mentions this particular narration that before the Prophet ﷺ arrived in Al-Madinah Al-Munawwara, before he came to this blessed city of Medina, we know that there was a Jewish community. It was a smaller community. They were a minority community, but there was this Jewish community that resided in and around the city of Medina. There were about four or five tribes of the Jewish community, and they all lived in that region. There was a man amongst the Jewish tribes, whose name was Zayd ibn Su'ana. This man Zayd ibn Su'ana was considered a very learned person of the Jewish community, a rabbi, a scholar. And by many at his time, he was considered maybe the most knowledgeable scholar of the Jewish tradition that they had there in that region. And he was a very devout person. He was a, very, he was a person with a very kind of quiet demeanor. So he had a very low profile. And he had traveled and he had studied and he was a particular student of the deep scripture. 
So it seemed like he had access to the best of his ability, to the best of his ability, some of the original teachings of the prophets of the past. And he was able to move past many of the distortions and access maybe at least a part of the original pure teachings of the prophets of the past. And because of that, he had become convinced that there was a messenger to come at the end of times. That there was a messenger that was going to come. He was convinced of that. And that caused him to further draw away from society and he became very reclusive. He went into basically seclusion. And no one had seen him and interacted with him for years. And he narrates this himself. He says that the Prophet ﷺ, when he came to Medina, he says, مَا مِن شَيْءٍ مِنْ عَلَامَاتِ النُّبُوَّةِ إِلَّا وَقَدْ عَرَفْتُهُ فِي وَجِ I was able to look at Muhammad, I was able to lay eyes upon Muhammad وسلم, and I was able to confirm all the signs of prophethood upon him. When I looked at him, except for two things. There were two signs that I was aware of that required a more personal interaction. Number one, his forbearance, his patience, his dignity is stronger than his anger or his desire to retaliate. Number two, Wathania. And number two is that the more ignorant and belligerent someone is with him, the more dignified and the more patient he becomes. So number one, his patience and his dignity dominates his desire to retaliate. So he will always be dignified and patient and calm. And number two, the more ignorant and belligerent someone may be with him, the more dignified he will become in response. So these were the two things. So he says that I had been biding my time looking for the opportunity. One day the Prophet ﷺ came out of his home with Ali bin Abi Talib anhu. All of a sudden he was approached by a Bedouin man. This man was from one of the Bedouin tribes outside of Medina. And he came to him and he said, O Messenger of Allah, Inna qawmi fi qaryatin, fi qaryati bani fulan, dakhalu fil Islam. He says that my people from tribe so and so, they have entered into Islam. Walakinnahum fi dakhalu fil Islami tam'an. However, the people in my region have been dealing with drought and famine for quite some time. And maybe this was not wise on my part, but when I invited them to Islam, and they were generally interested in the message of Islam, but I also did further say that when you enter into Islam, that the blessings of Allah will shower upon you. And that's a message in the Quran. Right? This is a message of the prophets in the Quran. So I told them that, look, when you enter into Islam, the blessings of Allah will shower upon you. And so, my people have entered into Islam. They are still dealing with this economic hardship. And I'm worried about the stability of their faith. They're new to the faith. And the Prophet 
So he says, فَإِنْ رَأَيْتَ أَنْ تُرْسِلَ إِلَيْهِمْ بِشَيْءٍ تُغِيثُهُمْ بِهِ فَعَلْتَ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ So please try to help them. So the Prophet ﷺ turned to Ali bin Abi Talib anhu, and he asked him, هَلْ عِنْدَنَا شَيْءٌ مِنَ الْمَالِ Do we have any financial resources through, that we can lend? That we could be able to provide financial assistance for them? So Ali bin Abi Talib anhu, very sadly responded to the Prophet saying, لَا وَاللَّهِ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ Regrettably, no, Messenger of Allah. لَقَدْ نَفَدَ الْمَالُ كُلُّهُ We are completely broke. We are completely broke. We don't have anything to eat in our own homes. We have no plans. We don't know what we're going to eat tonight. So Zayd bin Su'ana said, I have been kind of biding my time and I happen to be there kind of, you know, concealing my identity covertly nearby and I heard this exchange. So he said, I walked up to the Prophet and I said, O oh Muhammad, هَلْ تَبِيعُنِي تَمْرًا مَعْلُومًا فِي حَائِتِ بَلِي فُلَانِ اَيْ فِي بُسْتَانِ بَلِي فُلَانِ إِلَىٰ أَجَلٍ مَعْلُومٍ So, I asked him, I said that, how about we work out some kind of arrangement? And what you can do is, you can sell me some dates, even if the dates are not fully collected and ready yet, but I'll pay you in advance. I'll give you the money now with the promise of the delivery of the dates on such and such date. So maybe they decided on January or on February the 1st, you will deliver this many dates to me and I will pay you in advance. And that was a very common arrangement because of farmers having a very tough situation. So the Prophet said, yes, that's good. And we had witnesses and we shook on it and we had an agreement, and I paid thamanina mithqalan min dhahab. And I paid 80 ounces or 80 grams of gold. Because I was basically trying to purchase like a huge shipment of dates. So I paid a lot up front. So that the Prophet ﷺ took that, The Prophet ﷺ literally took all that gold from me and turned around and gave it to that Bedouin man and he said, go help your people. Go help your people. And the Prophet ﷺ then discussed it with the Sahaba. We have till the 1st of February. We have a month to figure this out. We will pull the money together and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be kind to us and we'll be able to make the payment to him a couple of days in advance. Zayd bin Su'ana says, وَلَمْ غَيْرُ قَلِيلٍ مِنَ الْوَقْتِ He said just a week or two went by. So it's the middle of January. There's still a couple of weeks left. And he said, I went to the Prophet ﷺ and I tried to find a time where he would be surrounded by a number of his companions to really test the situation. I saw him with Abu Bakr and Umar and Uthman. And a whole group of the Sahaba were around him. And they were also in a little bit of a, you know, they were a little bit sad. It was not an ideal moment because they were just coming back from a janazah of a sahabi. So I timed it perfectly. I timed it for this. And he says that the Prophet ﷺ on the way back from the janazah, it was the morning time and the sun was out. So the Prophet ﷺ found a wall that had a little bit of a shade and he sat down in the shade of the wall just to take some rest. And also, yeah, they're coming back from a janazah. It's a very sad moment. 
So he said, I went close to him and I stared at him with, this, with like a frowning face, an angry face. And I basically grabbed him from the front of his shirt like this. I grabbed him from the front of his shirt like this. Like I grabbed his clothes like that. And then I started to shake him. Right? I started to shake him like that. Very physically aggressive and confrontational. And I started to say to him, You owe me money. You owe me money. You owe me dates. And I started to then say very rude things that aren't you from the children of Abdul Muttalib? You are supposed to be good people. I've never heard of anybody from your family ever doing something like this. False accusations. And I started behaving this way. And Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, who was nearby, he jumped to the defense of the Prophet he said, oh enemy of God, you say these things to the Prophet You're behaving this way with the Prophet And he said that if I was not afraid of the Prophet ﷺ disapproving of what I want to do, I would have already finished you. I would have already used my sword to end you. But I'm mindful of the fact that the Prophet ﷺ will not approve of me lashing out and behaving this way. So Zayd bin Su'na says, I continue to look at the face of the Prophet ﷺ to see what would be his reaction. And I saw The Prophet never even frowned He was calm He was relaxed He didn't even seem agitated Then the Prophet turned to Umar He said everybody Quiet now Then he turned to Umar And he said Ya Umar لَقَدْ كُنْتُ أَنَا وَهُوَ فِي حَاجَةٍ إِلَىٰ غَيْرِ ذَلِكَ You're not helping he turned to Umar and he said, you are not helping. This is not what we need from you right now. Ya Umar, laqad kana min al-wajibi alayka an ta'murani bi husn al-ada wa an ta'murahu bi husn al-talab. He said, oh Umar, what, what you should have done is tell me to pay him back and advise him to ask nicely. So Zayd bin Su'ana says that I'm observing all of this quietly and I'm watching all of this. And then the Prophet ﷺ, he turned to Umar and he said, He told Umar, he said, go, take him to such and such person, tell him to pay, give him the dates on my behalf, I will settle it with him later. But give it to him now. And then you should give him something extra on your behalf because of how you treated him. Because you threatened his life. He came here to talk to me, not talk to you. 
and you threatened him. So then you give him something to make up for threatening him. So Zayd bin Su'ana says, Umar radiallahu ta'ala said, come on, let's go. And he took me to that person's garden and he collected all the dates and gave me the dates that I was owed. And then he gave me some extra dates as a gift from him. And when he gave it to me, I said, Mahadi ziyada Umar, why are you giving me more? And he says, the Prophet ﷺ commanded me to give you more because of how I treated you and how I spoke to you. And then Zayd bin Su'ana says, I told Umar, I said, stop. He said, Ala ta'arifuni, do you know who I am? Are you aware of my name, my identity? And Umar said, no. You're the guy I almost killed, that's all I know. So he said, I don't know who you are. So Zayd bin Su'ana says that my name is Zayd bin Su'ana. And Umar said, huh, Hibrul Yahud? Are you that very mysterious rabbi that the Jewish community talks about that nobody sees anymore? And he said, that's exactly me. So he says, then why would you behave this way? You're like, okay, fine, I get it. You don't want to accept Islam, you don't become Muslim, but you're an educated man, you're a man of religion, you understand scripture, you understand adab, akhlaq. Why would you behave this way? And Zayd bin Su'ana said, Wallahi ya Umar. He said, don't misunderstand my intent. I swear to God, O Umar, I recognized all the signs of prophethood upon Muhammad, and there were two things that I needed to experience from myself. And then he told him, he said, number one, that his desire to retaliate is always overcome by his dignity and his honor and his patience and his calmness. And number two, the more ignorant you become with him, the more dignified he becomes in response. And he says that, I And he said, and I have recognized both of them in, not Muhammad anymore, in the Messenger of Allah. And he said, فَأُشْهِدُكَ يَا عُمَرْ I want you to be my witness, Ya Umar. أَشْهَدُ أَنْ لَا إِلَهَا إِلَّا اللَّهِ وَأَشْهَدُ أَنَّ مُحَمَّدًا رَسُولُ And he became Muslim on the spot. This is the character, this is the dignity, this is the honor, this is the nobility. These are the teachings of our Messenger And these are not just pie-in-the-sky theoretical ideas. This is very real instruction on a very practical level. How many times have we found ourselves in a business deal, in a personal interaction, in a disagreement, in a discussion, in an argument, in a debate, where we started to desire retaliation, putting the other person down, inflicting some pain on the other person. And at the very least, how often, how many times have we found ourselves in the situation where we initially respond with good, but the moment the person kind of ups the ante, they become a little bit more belligerent or ignorant, then we say, okay, fine, now, now it's all fair game. You want to play like that? Let's play like that. But this is real practical guidance from the Prophet to always put dignity and honor, patience and calmness first. And that when we are given an opportunity, 
an opportunity that somebody decides to become ignorant or belligerent that it's an opportunity for me to be able to refine my character further come closer in example to the prophet sallallahu alaihi and maybe even teach somebody something along the way by responding with even more dignity and more honor barakallahu lana wa lakum fil qur'anil azim wa nafa'ani wa iyyakum bil ayati wa dhikril hakim astaghfirullaha li wa lakum wa li sa'iril muslimin fastaghfiruhu innahu huwal ghafurur rahim الحمد لله الحمد لله رب العالمين والعاقبة للمتقين والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين وعلى آله وصحبه ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين قال الله عز وجل في كتابه المجيد بعد عوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى أزواجه وذريته اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم اهدنا واهدنا واجعلنا سببا لمن اهتدى اللهم عنا على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك اللهم احسن عاقبتنا في الأمور كلها وأجنا من خج الدنيا وعذاب الآخرة اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى وصلى الله تعالى على النبي الكريم قال الله تعالى إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعذكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله يذكركم وادعوه يستجب لكم ولذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون أقم الصلاة